I just want to be an ordinary student in a university. Wait, that is not exactly what happened, right? <laughs> Find out the realities on Uni Saga. Hello guys, welcome on to Uni Saga and you're now hanging out with me, Daniel C. So on an episode previously, I've spoken about some of the worst relationship dramas. Now, this round on Uni Saga, I want to discuss about the common or uncommon love issues that plague the ever-winding twists and turns of millennial relationships today. Now, the weird or funny things you may say, I mean, every time we just got done arguing with our significant other, we always seem to have that one friend who ends up the victim of love issues, stories, and dramas. So, coincidentally, that person may also happen to be single. I believe it happens, if not all, at least most of us. So, which brings me to our guest for today. Allow me to introduce you, Heidi! Hi, everyone. Hey there, Heidi. Thanks for joining us today. It's, it's a true honor. Honestly, thank you for having me. Even though, like, you know, my lack of experience. <laughs> oh, no, no. Come on now. I mean, like, Heidi is that one person that I would call a love guru. No, no, wait. Let me correct that. It's a little bit too cheesy. Um, a love guidance counselor to some extent, despite the fact that they've not ever been in any relationships at all, but literally no prior experience or knowledge. Whether you can trust them or not, you still seem to tell them everything and take their advice word forward simply because deep inside you know you can trust them so Haley will be giving some of her thoughts on our discussion today ouch thanks for like really highlighting sorry I just touched the the sensitive part right (laughs) I get it I'm love impaired it's bad (laughs) (laughs) oh well but really no I mean like come to think about it she may actually have some real points because the one that is single can probably give the most justified and unbiased advice at times because Advice that she shares are not driven or affected by their own past relationships because they obviously don't have any, right? <laughs> Again, that, that, there's the point. <laughs> no, I don't mean to do any harm, but then yeah. it's all for good. I mean, in today's context, it's all about the good stuff. Like, Heidi, do you think at the age of being in a college or university, basically from diploma onwards, uh, do you think the term puppy love still applies to many of us? Or does it only apply when you're in primary school? I think like, Puppy love definitely can start in primary school because that's when we start to like, you know, like girls start to feel awkward around boys, boys start to feel awkward around girls, and you cooties, you know, like that's when it starts. But then like I think definitely like puppy love, you know, it can continue to be a thing until, you know, at the age that we're at now, like in college. Because like I feel like it's more a mindset than like an age restricted thing. Mm -hmm. So I see a lot of not a lot, but I see one or two of my friends who are still kind of in the puppy love phase where, you know, they're still kind of living that, oh my God, him forever life, you know? Like they don't But do you think is there any possibilities that Mm -hmm. that relationship, that friend relationship of yours might last till the very end of time? Mm-hmm. Uh, till the very day they got married, maybe? For me, I think, like, I, I really hope that it does. Because, like, my always, like, my constant wish for my friends who get into relationships is that, you know, it works out. And I feel that it is definitely a possibility that, you know, they could stay together until they get married eventually. But I think it's definitely, like, a work in progress. You're going to yeah. have to keep, you know, That's working right, at on, it. Yeah. On, on the contrary, uh, you know, most people said, uh, you only find your true love or your, your, your true ones when you start working mm-hmm. and when you start earning and when you have a stable job, stable income. What do you think about that? I think, like, I've heard that before. Definitely, I've heard that yeah. before, you know, from your parents, from the teachers. I think the reason why that is 
you know, so common is because when you're at that age, it's not so much that the fact that you're earning or whatever it is. I strongly believe that it's because, you know, when you're an adult, you're already secure in the person that you're going to be. So the person that you get into a relationship with, that's who they're going to be, you know, yep. mo- largely for the rest of their life, you know, as opposed to like dating at such a young age, I say like 20, right. you're right. still changing, you know, that's I right. am a different person than I was a year ago. Mm-hmm. So, so sometimes yeah. it's the mentality, right? Yeah. yeah I, because yeah. speaking of which, I've got a friend from high school, like mm-hmm. they've been together since uh, secondary one and guess what they are still together till today mm-hmm. and uh do one thing and take bang by the way if you're listening <laughs> to this i hope you both continue to last to the very end of time you know because what you promised to get me as your mc so ha cheers to everlasting love oh cheers. so there's something hinting, in it for you love. like <laughs> <laughs> but yeah so that's why yeah like i, I pretty much agree mm-hmm. sometimes it's the mentality yeah and sometimes you're uncertain as well whether mm-hmm. you know but puppy love may eventually morph into yeah. a real relationship yeah I feel like puppy love is just, you know, love that hasn't grown up yet. And, mm-hmm. you know, I, like speaking of your friends, I'm like, happy to hear that, you know, they're still doing good. I do have a friend of mine as well. Like she and her boyfriend have been dating since um, they were, they're from the same kampong. So they are still together. Mm-hmm. And um, I feel like the reason why they're still working now after, you know, quite a few years is because they are both growing, but they're growing together. Mm, so, you know. That's amazing. Yeah. So what about the honeymoon period Mm -hmm. like what happens after the honeymoon period is over Mm -hmm. I think more often than not whenever my friends come to me and you know they're like telling me like oh you know like these issues are coming up I think that is that signifies like the honeymoon period is over you know like when the real stuff comes up the real conversations you know you know things start to arguments start to form because the you're going from a two-dimensional person the idea of you to like who you actually are and sometimes you won't like you know who your significant other is that's right so that is pretty much interesting but of course more on with that conversation (laughs) so join me on a short break and we will be right back uh with me daniel c and haiti on the show Welcome back and you're still with me, Daniel C on Unisaga and introducing our guest once again, Haiti. Hello, hello. Yes, that's right. So you were saying, Haiti. Mm-hmm. So just now, like earlier, we were talking about, you know, like when the honeymoon period comes to an end. And so like, I, you know, just a little short recap. So like when the honeymoon period comes to an end, I feel that that's when the relationship, the reality of it really slams into, you know, the couple. That's right. And like, you know, usually the honeymoon period ends pretty early on in the relationship. And then like, you know, as you start to go through the real relationship, then you work through your issues. That's and, right. You know, but it, which also brings yeah. me to the thought of like, you know, there's this saying, the seven year itch. Mm. But I don't know if it applies to uh, the millennials today. Mm-hmm. What are your thoughts about that? For me personally, with like, you know, my experience of being like a source of like complaints, I think that our version of seven year itch is uh, for a lack of like, like right off the top of my head, I would call it the two year. Hmm, <laughs> Which is the, really short, right? Yeah, like the two year hmm, or the two year meh where like, you know, you start to get complacent and you're like, you know, oh, my significant other is always going to be there. You know, they, they love me and, you know, I'm good looking. I'm interesting. Why wouldn't they want to stay with me? So people start to get complacent. And I think that's where, you know, issues like communication problems and and priorities start to become an issue you know because mm-hmm. like i said like we're still growing so you know your priorities are still like becoming the person that you want to be and sometimes your significant other can take a back seat to that so. that's right because like you're still on the journey you know figure out mm. yourself you don't know Definitely. what you want to do yet and you know may, things make me change along yeah. the way yeah which i totally agree with that so mm-hmm. which also brings me to the thought of like 
Are there such thing as forever? Mm-hmm. You know, every time you know, like you know, young couples, they're always like, "Oh, I love you forever," mm-hmm. yeah. and like we're gonna be together forever. I think it's you know? a hashtag, even like forever. Yeah, yeah. I think like for me, like there is definitely such a thing as forever. But I think the most common misconception is that you know because we're a generation that's like, oh, just go with the flow. So they assume mm-hmm. that like the flow will lead you to forever, and that's not it for me. Like seeing you know pulling from all types of relationships, my friends, ones, even how new they are, and like especially like. I think my main inspiration for like relationships is my parents. I think like you know the the how tactic, did they inspire you? How like, did they inspire you? For me, it's like I love the way that their marriage works. But you know they communicate because for me, like the main thing is like communication. One of the main things. That's right. And like the way they communicate and the way they work out their issues, and I can see that you know. Like based on them I'm like forever Is basically just like It's a lot of luck as well Like you know You meet the person At the right time You grow coincidentally In the right direction And so like You know Looking at my parents I'm like You know They've grown In the same direction And so wait, How long have they been together? My parents Have been together uh, I'm so sorry Mom, dad If I get this wrong uh, I think they're gonna celebrate Their 25th anniversary This wow, year Wow 25th so like, is pretty long yeah. I mean like That's the thing I mean like It kind of rings in my head uh, Most of the time Like you know What are the reasons You know That they meet our parents mm-hmm. Stayed together for mm. so long And you know The younger couples today They can't even last More than two years Like yeah. you said The two years each yeah. eh. So I don't know I mean Like Is there any solutions to it Or like mm-hmm. Is there any ways To go about it so that we can, you know, possibly last as long as our mm-hmm. parents. I think like the what I see from my parents a lot that I don't see from younger couples is just constant effort. It's constant effort. You they always act like they're still chasing one another. You know, whereas like people of our generation, you call yourself a your a girlfriend or a boyfriend, but then you you know then you stop acting like it, and yep. that that's when the problems arise. You know. Hmm. Yep. Yep. That's quite true. Yeah. So, like, let's say, like, when uh, issues arise, one of, one of the most common things that I hear from my friends, you know, when you know, their their other significant other stops making an effort. It's like, oh, they don't talk to me anymore. You know, and the most common one I hear is, I don't get good morning texts anymore. You oh know? my I, god, that is <laughs> quite common among yeah. the young couples, right? Yeah, I feel like you know, like when you are in honeymoon phase that's what you're gonna get you know you're gonna get constant attention you're gonna get good mornings I love you once once it is over and it's yeah it's a shock it's really a shock and like I know that that's how the relationships for us work now but I strongly believe you know with again no experience whatsoever but based on observation that um, that's not the real stuff so once the Two years each, uh, mm-hmm. each in, in, in your context, you were saying that yeah. once that is over, how do you know or when do you know that your partner is cheating? Mm-hmm. Mm. Oh. Uh, that's okay. <laughs> yeah, that's right. <laughs> For me, like, uh, definitely, you know, the, the common, like the red flags that they always mention, those are definitely pretty accurate. You know, like when your significant other starts to get more secretive and usually it's a very you know, case by case basis, but yep. it, you look at how your relationship goes, like, and um, yeah. So the most common is like your partner starts to get secretive. You know, you ask them where they go and they get defensive, and also like you have a feeling, like you know, if you have that feeling, and trust your yeah, gut. Trust, sometimes. truly, trust your gut. <laughs> yeah. But I would definitely say that, like, with um the when you start to suspect your significant other of cheating, of course, it might come to the topic of like, you know, should I check? You know, should I go behind their back? Oh you know, my god, like, yeah, <laughs> like, 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 okay, because I I do know like uh. They always have this thing like, can mm-hmm. I check your phone? Can I see yeah. your phone? Mm-hmm. What do you think? Honestly, Would you do me, that? Like, for me, I'm like, you know, like checking your phone is pretty direct. Like as a girl, like we can be a bit more shady. You know, like we can, we know where you were. Like we'll ask you questions like, so okay. where were you? And if you lie, like that's going to be a red flag. But I think like with checking your phone, I will say that um, for any of you out there, if you think that your significant other is cheating and you want to check their phone, I will say that like, 
in most couples that is like a that's a really pivotal moment you know that could dictate that like there is no trust anymore that's between right. you and for me like in you know, a relationship is built on two things i feel trust and communication so without one or the other it, it'll fall apart That is amazing, Haiti. Thank you so much. So now, I mean, understand that just because the other person doesn't love you the way that you want them to, doesn't mean they are not loving with all their heart, right? Sometimes mm-hmm. because people are different. Yeah. So, like what Haiti said, I mean, like love deeply but not blindly. Mm-hmm. So love is important, but of course not at the cost of self-respect mm-hmm. or happiness. Yeah. And. Third parties uh, will always be there to criticize. You know, you've always mm-hmm. got people to tell you this, tell you mm-hmm. that. But like you said, uh, if your heart says to go for it, yeah. run. And you know, if it says stop, then just obey. You know, yeah. because I think uh, you know we all have got that instinct. Instinct, yeah, yeah instinct. So you know, trust, uh, trust it. Mm-hmm. So if you do know your partner is cheating, you yeah. know, maybe you could go about it, about it. But yeah. yeah, but anyhow, I mean, don't forget that your life is so much bigger than just your lover. Definitely, I think the biggest and the most important form of love is just. Self love, regardless That's of right. you know what you're doing, look out for yourself and you'll you'll be secure. You That's know? right, and you've got family, you've got friends, yes. so don't ever make them feel any less important. Mm-hmm. So thank you so much, Haiti, for sharing your thoughts on this, and I really hope we could do this again sometime. Definitely, But <laughs> it's really fun. With We're you. looking for yeah, looking yes. forward to it because Haiti has got plenty more <laughs> topics coming on, which I'm really looking forward to, and it's going to be really fun. But before that. Where can we get in touch with you further? Well, I mean, like uh, after I didn't really see this coming because, like, actually, my Instagram is on private. Um, but I guess, like, if people start to want to follow me, I guess I maybe could make it public. So you can follow me on um, Instagram. If I'm not mistaken, it's Heidi Mama Rafik. That's uh, M O H D R A F I Q U E. You can Google Heidi. Pretty common name. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Thank you so much. And now, guys, that is pretty much. For this week on Unisaga, so don't forget to catch me again next week Friday. And if you haven't, follow us on Facebook and IG, both at iskacangmy. Or if you want, you can even follow me on my IG at I am Daniel O'Neill. This is Daniel C. Okay, begun. <laughs>